Hello, I'm Dr. Jeremy Lamb here. We're on the Dr. Lamb Show. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Eric Zielinski, and he's going to be talking about the power of essential oils. So hi, Dr. Zielinski. Welcome. Hey, yes, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about diving into some and you know different topics that I haven't talked about so Great. far. So Great. this is going to be good. So let me introduce you here that you're an author of the national bestseller, The Healing Power of Essential Oils, and also The Essential Oils Apothecary. And so Dr. Z has pioneered natural living and biblical health education since 2003. He's trained as an aromatherapist, public health researcher, and also a chiropractor. And Dr. Z also started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 and with his wife to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely as well as effectively. And I've gone to his website and it's very, very good. So you guys should go on there and visit. It has good resources there. And it's visited by over 3 million natural health seekers every year. So naturallivingfamily.com has rapidly become the number one online source for biblical health and also non-branded essential oils education. Anything else that I'm missing there, Dr. Z? You, you've done a lot. You know, we, we try to help make things be very practical and approachable for people. And I think it's important for folks to realize that people like me, my wife have been doing this for 18, almost 19 years. It's taken us a lot of time and energy to come up with the formulations and the lifestyle. And when people are first introduced to our work, as I'm sure yours docs and others, they're like, they get paralysis by analysis. They freeze. They're like, I don't know where to start. And so I hope and pray that out of this conversation that you'll get one, maybe two things that you feel comfortable that you could start doing now and focused on the low hanging fruit. That's what we're trying to do. So whether it's making your own hand sanitizer or whether it's kicking out aerosols and your poo-poo spray because of the toxic fragrance in it and making diffuser blends or whatever it might be, just know that you have the, the healing power plants at your disposal to completely convert your home, but it has to be done one step at a time. And so, yes, a lot to be said about a lot of different things. And right, yeah, I think that's that's the key here. Is it can be overwhelming, like yeah. you said. You're you're up in it. You've been dealing with it for twenty years or so. It's just taking baby steps and and diving yeah. into it slowly, so you you get used to it. There, yeah. And so what would you say, you know, give, kind of give me your background on essential oils and you know why they're just getting more and more into modern life here and why it's so beneficial. Yeah. You know, let's, let's put things into proper perspective. And it wasn't until I started researching professionally, because I was a public health researcher several years ago, essentially for hire. I was writing white papers and medical papers, and I was doing reports and a client commissioned me to write a series of public health reports on essential oils. So it was a job. It was my job to literally read through hundreds of different clinical trials about the therapeutic efficacy of how essential oils help balance blood sugar, reduce blood pressure, how we could fight infection, whether it's viral, bacterial, fungal. There's a lot to be said about carbocrol and the main ingredient of oregano and thyme. Um, what essential oils can do for naturally boosting libido, fatigue, sleep, you name it. And I was, I was faced with this aha moment where at the time, 
I wasn't really exposed to essential oils other than the fact my wife used them and she smelled good. And I liked how my wife smelled, but I just Mm -hmm. marginalized them as smelly stuff. Mm -hmm. I really did. Like I just, but when I say this, like I, I I wasn't going to go play beach volleyball with my guy friends smelling like Elang Lang. They would take my guy card away from me. Right. So I had this stigma that a lot of men have, but I also have the stigma of what can a smell really do for my health. Right. And, and in our mentality, we, up until maybe 15, 20 years ago, when transdermal patches became more popular for pain and nicotine cessation and other things, people considered medicine having to be really oral. So you have to ingest something to get a medicinal effect. And then once the transdermal patch revolution came, we realized like people don't see the, you know, the, the significance of that. Like you're saying drugs, something can pass through my skin and help me feel better. Ding, ding, ding. That's a big deal right? Well, that's aromatherapy too, because you can apply essential oils on your skin. You can ingest essential oils. But the other aspect people really haven't gotten yet is I could smell something. I can inhale something and that could also produce a therapeutic effect. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't hit that yet soon though, because of COVID people are now more recognizing than ever before airborne threats. People weren't talking like this before. There was never a need to have an air purifier at your local school just to be, quote, safe. Now it's part of like school reopening procedures, at least mm-hmm. at my kid's mm-hmm. school. Right. right. So people are thinking, wow, what I breathe affects me. If what you breathe can cause a viral infection, just think about that for a second. Can you breathe in and get infected with something? Well, if the answer is yes, then can't the opposite happen too? Can't you breathe something in and can it produce a healing desirable effect? And if you could buy what I'm selling here, and I'm kind of like on my little preaching soapbox here, if you could buy what I'm selling, you start to think, whoa, I can ingest these. I can apply them topically. I can inhale them just like drugs, but they're completely natural with absolutely zero side effects if you use them the right way. Beside the rare case of allergies, that's always a consideration. And you start to think, what are these things? Well, what do you think our ancestors used for medicine before medicine? Like, where do you think aspirin came from? That's a really, really important question for us. Because for years, our ancestors used willow bark. Willow bark, when extracted, has analgesic properties. Sue's inflammation helps kill pain. Well, there's a chemical in the salicylate family. It's a salicylin. When you ma- medically manufacture it, synthetically mass produce it, put a white shiny coating on it, it's literally called aspirin. Mm-hmm. And so every drug, virtually every drug on the market today has, it has had its basis in one form or another through its evolution from research to being on the shelves through plant-based chemistry. And and I want to stress this, I'll end with this, because it's not like Dr. Susie Chemist wakes up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, if I combine these nitrogens and hydrogens and carbons and oxygens together, I'm going to get a drug. No. So they, they took the chemical from oregano. Now they're producing it. They're adding other things to it. And it's going to be so far removed from oregano oil, but the basis was oregano oil. And so what we're sharing here is in this wonderful, beautiful design that God created, we have this wonderful symbiotic relationship with plants. 
And once we extract these essential oils from plants through steam distillation or other methods, solvent extraction, we get healing. We literally get therapeutic efficacy from these drops. And what we've done these last now is what, seven, eight years, or teach people through our books and classes what this could do for you. And mm-hmm. so the sky's the limit. It truly is. Right. And that's that's very interesting that you, I mean, mentioning again that it's not all drugs. It has to come from something. And it comes from these, these oils that have been used for a while here. Now, my question to follow up with that is, so, so what in your opinion would be maybe the strongest way of doing it? Is it through you know, aromatherapy is it applying essential oils in your skin or ingesting it? What, what do you find in your experience is the best way to really get into essential oils and the most, most effective, I would say, or is it just depends on what you're treating in that aspect? So let's take a step back to, and that's a good question. Um, we need to acknowledge the ubiquitous presence of essential oils. They're everywhere. They're in your food. Anything that you eat that's processed that has the ingredient natural flavoring is essential oil-based or artificial flavoring. It's synthetic essential oil-based. Your cleaning products, what do you think gives it the aroma? Your body care, what do you think fragrance is based off of? Your, 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 I'm thinking home and body. I'm thinking your aerosols. I'm thinking your cleaners. All these different things. Essential oils are the basis for a majority of the products in your home that have a fragrance or that have a flavor. Mm-hmm. And so when it says, <coughs> excuse me, when we talk about how to use them, first of all, I look at those chemicals because primarily, unless it says on the ingredient list, a hundred percent pure unadulterated essential oil, you can only assume your flavoring is a synthetic essential oil, your fragrance, your poo-poo spray, your aerosol, your plug-in. And when you look at the dangers that synthetic fragrances and synthetic flavoring has on the body, you will be scared enough to stop using them. And you'll, you'll, you'll see the connection and why you'll start to now want to replace those with essential oils like this. I, I'm trying to talk about the overall toxic burden that people are exposed to a contributing factor to the rising cases of Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, autoimmune conditions. You know, research has shown that hyper sanitized, overly sanitized countries have higher rates of Alzheimer's. Now, not cleaner countries, sanitized countries, your antibacterial products, your hand sanitizers that annihilate your entire microbiome, that according to an Oxford University journal has been linked to neurological brain inflammation because of the lack of bacteria on our skin. I just think about that for a second. So what, how I try to teach people to use essential oils is first, let's stop the bleeding. And what's bleeding? Us, chronic inflammation, chronic stress to the body, the neurological inflammation, the gut inflammation, the skin inflammation, because of what we're putting on our skin and from what we're ingesting. And so the first step is to start one by one by one, either making your own or replacing with non-toxic cleaners, 
body care products and, and clean, healthy food items. And that's how we use essential oils. You're not going to find an aerosol or a, a plug-in. Our poo-poo spray right in a bathroom or toilet is essential oil-based. It's just a lot healthier than the other version. But the thing is this, we're getting this subtle, subtle daily, you could call it uh, a, a casual dose of, of medicine. What we're dealing with are parts per billion here. Like the three or four drops, if you're watching right now, I, I'm pointing to my diffuser. The three or four drops being diffused in this water diffuser isn't changing my, my brain physiology right now, but it's shown, research has shown to start to do a subtle, nice effect on the body where your body will start to produce some dopamine, some serotonin. It's not synonymous to taking Xanax. If you want that, you need to ingest the essential oil like you would a drug. But what we're dealing with is a nice casual, or if you put a drop in your food, a nice culinary dose, it's synonymous to the casual toxic approach that people get by inhaling those toxic fragrances or putting on their body care or licking that lipstick that you might be putting on you. And people aren't thinking like that. What we're dealing with is, is chemical overload through bioaccumulation over the course of years. So yes, drinking fluorinated water today won't kill you, but studies have shown that long-term use of fluorinated water will end up hurting your body eventually after a course of years. What we need to function in this system, we, we are living in an anti-inflammatory lifestyle because years of inflammatory practices, years of bad food choices, years of being, being exposed to nonstop airborne toxins at the microscopic level. You don't even realize it. It's just nonstop. And people that have been born into the system, they don't even know what real soap smells like. It doesn't smell like anything. You're like everything we have in our society smells like something. It tastes like something. These manufacturers are brilliant. They know what we like. They know what we want. They know what we crave. So they've loaded up these things with fragrances and flavors. And so the first step into helping people avoid chronic disease is to stop the toxic overload and burden. And that's what I mean by stopping the bleeding. Like once you stop that flow, you have good air purifiers running into your home. You're, you're diffusing essential oils, which is essentially just like having a rose garden into your house or a lavender field into your home. How wonderful is that? And then that's the start of it all. It's a lifestyle. Right. It's a lifestyle. And then once you start living this way, your body starts to naturally detoxify itself. You start to release a metabolic burden that was placed on it because of the toxic overload. See, the thing is your immune system doesn't care if it's, if it's exposed to a virus, a, fung a fungus, bacteria, particle, or a paraben, or a phthalate, or mercury, or you name it, or lead. A threat is a threat and the body will respond. And so what's happened is so many people are being exposed to these micro levels of toxic substances all day long, that their metabolism is essentially hijacked and compromised to just keep you alive, to, to cleanse itself of these constant airborne toxins, the toxins on your skin that you're putting on your body care, what you're eating. And so what we found is pretty interesting. People that start to just choose different cleaners and body care products, they start to lose a little bit of weight. 
and and they ask us like, why is this happening? It's like, well, your body's functioning better now. Your metabolism can start to do what it was designed to do and burn fat, assimilate your food, digest your food better. Instead of your body completely being absorbed with these threats, your body can start to function. So that long answer to a short question is this essential oil lifestyle that we're trying to impose on people is, is, is get free from the chemical onslaught that's everywhere. And then once you do that, okay, cool. I'm living in this state where I stopped the bleeding. Truth is you, you can't think about healing from lung cancer if you're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And in fact, you can't even think about healing from lung cancer. Like think about how dangerous smoking is. What about you can't think about healing from lung cancer if you have toxic aerosols and plugins all around your, your house. And if you have those little, you know, tree poison things that hang on your rear view mirror in your car, right? Those air fresheners, like how can you think about curing and healing of, of a respiratory condition when you are hurting your respiratory function by those toxins? People don't think like that. And it wasn't until I started thinking like that, that a, we got well, and we we're able to help other people get well. So first off, again, to recap, we got to stop the bleeding one by one by one. We have to reshape and reform our life where we're breathing in and putting things on our body and our body that are not toxic. And now our body will start to function better, put ourselves in an infinitely better state to heal. And now we can even look at going to the next level. And I mean, that's why I do a lot of testing as well, you know, doing mycotoxin, heavy metal testing, environmental glyphosates as well, because some patients, you know, they just need that little push to actually see that they are having these toxins in their body. And so that's sometimes, but overall is still always needing to leave, live a cleaner lifestyle. And that's ultimately the root cause of all diseases, kind of this, your lifestyle, right? Ultimately that we need to address. So also doing the testing that's also available out there is definitely, I, I find it helps, gets patients in the right direction and gets them more motivated as well. Oh yeah, it's important. I mean, we're talking the most legitimate, largest health organizations in the world. They all agree. And again, the context of my new book, The Essential Oils of Apothecary is chronic disease. Chronic disease starts in childhood. It's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow with cancer. It doesn't happen. You might wake up tomorrow, get diagnosed with cancer, but you wake up tomorrow knowing, not knowing actually, that your body has been fighting or losing winning the battle or losing the battle of cancer for many, many, many years. And by definition, chronic conditions are highly preventable and treatable, and they're environmentally based. Very few percent, uh, from a percentage standpoint, very few chronic diseases are hereditary. And even then, through the series and science of epigenetics, we could change our genetic genome to a great extent of how we turn on and off genes based off of our environmental triggers. So the problem is, toxic overload. Like really, that is the key. That is the thing. Fatty liver. Most people never heard of fatty liver, but one third of every adult on the planet has fatty liver. Like, mm -hmm. uh, how, why are we hearing about this? Why isn't there a test? Because doctors aren't looking for it, but it's not like it happened yesterday. So I love what you just shared because it's so important to have proper testing from an individual who understands what to look for. And then when things don't get better to go back to the drawing board, because again, in the context of fatty liver, oftentimes these patients are um, prescribed 
opioids because of pain, sleep meds for their sleep or depression medication because of their sadness or their mood issues. But ultimately it's the great mimicker of chronic disease. People don't realize I, I have significant fatty growth overload on my liver and that's caused by a slew of problems. And so you start to look at this holistically. And when you realize that your environment, your environment, your exposure to consistent, constant environmental toxins are the number one contributor to developing every chronic condition, any and every chronic condition that puts the power in your own hands. Now you start to think, oh, I can actually change this. So in this stay at home, new normal mentality, you have a choice. Do you want to make your house a healthy safe haven to promote, you know, the abundant life, as I call it, as I get that from the Bible, mm. a life free of disease, a life free of, of emotional disorders or mental illness, a life that, that is, makes you want to be happy or a life that is happy, I should say, an environment, or is your household environment not that? Is it is an environment that you don't really want to be in? Is an environment that that doesn't give you a calm and peace that doesn't help that that doesn't allow you to, you know, let your guard down, so to speak. I walk into people's homes, and it's like automatically my guard's up, just because of the lighting, the blue light exposure, its overload, the toxic smells everywhere, some of the sounds, just the way that it is like, even like the curves and the edges, like, I don't know if people realize this, but hard, sharp edges, sounds of industry, um, things that we don't recognize, they actually stimulate a, a sympathetic fight or flight response. There was one study done, and I quote this in my book about post-operative patients. And these patients, and it doesn't matter what the surgery was, we're talking just post-op in general. They, they, they segmented these people, the same surgery. One group of people had no view at all, or they had a view of like the parking garage, no view of nature. It was completely synthetic through their window, a view of the wall or a no view. In another group, they literally had a window view with a tree or some sort of nature. The people that had the view of nature healed quicker and got out of the hospital quicker. Like, what does that mean? Just how healing nature is. And so what we're trying to do is create an environment. Like, that's why you can see behind me, I have trees in my office. I can't be outside all the time. So I'll diffuse essential oils, which is basically outside in. I'm bringing the outside fresh air inside my home. We try to stimulate parasympathetic, that healing state through sounds of nature. And you get to this place where you start to crave being outside more. But again, in the stay-at-home new normal, people aren't spending a lot of time outside. So that's a key. Maybe something that everyone can start implement. I don't care if you live in a one-bedroom apartment. You could still grow plants in your house or in your, in your place, in your home. Get a little pot. Basil, mint, so easy. Herbs are so easy to grow. You could get a two-gallon bucket at the local you know, hardware store, and you could grow tomatoes. We've done that in the home, right? It doesn't matter. Just having nature inside, putting yourself in a position where you actually like your house again, that right there has been such a wake-up call for a lot of people in the last year and a half, two years of the pandemic, is their house, they've realized they either hate and it's causing sickness or they love. And you know, it's a great place to be.
Right. And with that, you know, I mean, we have a lot of people in our listeners who have adrenal fatigue, and that's kind of the same concept as well, where, you know, this toxic burden, this constant stress, our bodies weren't made to have this, you know, our bodies were made to just encounter a lion in the jungle, and then you go back and rest. But today, cell phones, computers, all these chemicals, all this is really increasing our toxic burden and putting a toll on your adrenals as well. And that leads to more inflammation and all the, all these other problems that pop up as well. So I, again, it starts with just, yeah. like you said, just decreasing that toxic burden here in that aspect. And so uh, in your, in your experience here, what are kind of the maybe top two or three essential oils you would recommend for a lot of our patients who are suffering from fatigue and really just can't get through their, their workday in the aspect and want to just, you know, feel better. Yeah, you know, going back to what we we're talking about, I alluded to it, but I didn't say it. It's called forest bathing. It's the Japanese practice known as Shinrin Yoku. This whole concept of being out in nature, smelling nature, seeing nature, being in nature, experiencing nature is extremely healing. Absolutely in healing. So it's no, it's no wonder that as I was researching for the chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia chapter, by the way, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue are two in one for a mm-hmm. number of reasons. Oftentimes they're misdiagnosed and they play, they have essentially the same litany of symptoms. Mm-hmm. When the research has shown that pine essential oil helps with adrenal overload, adrenal fatigue, and helps people inhaling the essential oil, applying it topically. It makes sense to me. Logically, it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because when someone is out in nature, automatically they're in this parasympathetic state. Like you mentioned this fight or flight, you're constantly with, again, the sounds of industry, even the hum, hum, hum of your refrigerator can stimulate. It's an unnatural sound. And especially if you live in the city, honk, honk, this, this, that, that. If you live in an apartment, God help you. So it's like, it's, it's sensory overload. And then when you're not getting the visual cues from nature. So pine is one that I want to leave people with as a thought, because you could bring nature inside your home. And the way we do that is through what you clean, what we put on our body and what we smell. And one study, unbelievable, unbelievable. And this was with Cyprus. It was Japanese Cyprus and a couple other um, plants native to Japan only, not not America. And you can't buy the essential oil, but Cyprus is one we could take home. Same thing with um, fur oils, same thing with frankincense, these oils that are rich in pinene. Again, you would think pine, but pinene is a chemical. What happens is when you inhale these essential oils, when you're out in nature and the trees are emitting them naturally, your natural killer cell production ramps up up significantly. And those, that's the part of your immune system that primarily is fighting cancer. Like that's one of the first lines of defense against cancer and has other immune boosting qualities, but not only that, but it helps you calm down. It creates peace, mental clarity and awareness. It actually has been shown to help with, with just balance, work-life balance, overwhelm and burden. Wonderful study. If you're looking at the healing power, you can call it tree medicine, forest bathing, Shinrin Yoku. It's wonderful. And the research has shown that a single two hour forest bathing session, which is essentially just going outside in nature and having a picnic for two hours, that has 
a long lasting effect on the immune system up to 30 days, 30 days. And so, okay, what do I do? I can't go outside all the time, especially in this, in this lifestyle that we all live right now, by and large, people are spending 93 to hundred percent, literally of the statistics, 93 to hundred percent of their time indoors right now. Well, try to get outside as much as you can. Really, you need the vitamin D, you need the fresh air, you need the volatile organic compounds, the oils being emitted from the plants. You need that. You, you, need, to, you need to look at leaves again. You, you need to give your brain a break. I don't know about you, but staring at my screen and, and staring at my phone or my computer or the TV, it like it, it creates, it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond mental. It's like a visual it's an experience that people, I can't even put, and you might even be able to explain it better than I, but I've been experiencing it lately, especially as I've been doing more interviews, writing a lot, working computer work. It, it, it's beyond eye fatigue. It's something like you can only be part of this synthetic environment so long where you go outside. It's like my, my eyes are on edge. My brain is on edge. My whole body, again, it's that sympathetic. It's like, it's constant because it's not, it's completely unnatural to how I was designed. And then when I go outside, I've been taking just literally like eye breaks. I go outside and I'll just like, look at a tree just to relax. Next thing you know, like that sacred geometry just allows my, my body just to get off that that, that sympathetic, that, that on guard, like I'm just on guard all the time. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have tension headaches, or maybe you might be overly stressed or fatigued because of what you're staring at all day long. And yes, blue light, I'm wearing them now, blue light glasses help, but it's just one aspect of it. Right. It's just one aspect. So this concept of what can we do? And I can't stress enough. Look up forest bathing. I talk a little bit about it in my book, but boy, oh boy, I got actually have a great article on it on my website. Um, so, so go to my website, naturallovingfamily.com and check out how and what it does. But with that said, you bring those pine essential oils in the cypress, the frankincense. And I like to mix some with citrus oils, citrus fruit coming from orange, lemon, neroli, grapefruit, wonderful, wonderful tree oils as well, because they come from the tree or the fruit from the tree. They blend well together. One of my favorite blends is Douglas fir and orange. Wonderful, wonderful symbiotic blend that helps reduce stress, help with the help with your adrenals. Actually, these essential oils have been shown to help repair help repair your body, help repair your adrenals from adrenal stress. And they've done a lot of mice studies and animal studies to show this stuff. It's pretty profound when you look at it. So at the end of the day, when you're looking at, essentially looking at hormones and cortisol rise, the, the studies, whether it's salivary cortisol levels or looking at other adrenal factors, they're seeing time and time again, that incorporating aromatherapy topically and through inhalation, even ingesting them the right way, can really help stop that onslaught. But again, all we're doing is mimicking what we would normally experience in nature if we lived three, 400 years ago. Mm, it makes a lot of sense there. And when you're talking about the blue light here, another one just that, that our listeners, oftentimes I tell them, you know, you need to put away the phone, put away your TV yep. and a lot more insomnia now, nowadays as well. So what are your thoughts on, you know, what were the, some that is going to help with really anxiety, insomnia, especially at night? I know, uh, you know, lavender is one that's often used, a lot studied as well. Uh, do you have any oh, yeah. other thoughts on that? 
Yeah, lavender is is probably the most widely known and used essential oil in the world at this point, and for good reason. It was actually the oil that helped founded the science of aromatherapy when Rene Gatfosse burned himself in a science experiment back in the early 20th century, and there, he was looking at essential oils, and he put his hand in in essential oil, he had this, this container looking, evaluating, and it helped heal his hand, soothe his hand, prevent infection. And that was really, he's the founder of aromatherapy today. And it was all because of lavender, great oil, but others like bergamot is one that I want to stress any citrus oil that's rich in limonene, which is a wonderful anti-inflammatory component of citrus essential oils, but bergamot and other like neroli and any citrus oil can help with mood, but not just mood, but help with panic attacks and anxiety. These essential oils, I, I, I glossed over this sooner, but they have the effect similar as neuro, as like taking like a GABA neurotransmitter supplement. They help produce naturally and they help your brain naturally produce serotonin and dopamine and GABA. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful. When you look at the science of smell, when you inhale something, the nose has to interpret it. The, the olfactory nerves has to interpret what's being inhaled and it sends an impulse to the brain. And, and we cannot discount the power of smell. And it's as simple as thinking of an aroma that brings you back to an emotional state. Maybe for you, it's Thanksgiving dinner and you just have fond memories of being a child or a young adult or whatever and enjoying Thanksgiving with family. So maybe when you smell roasted turkey, for example, it reminds you of Thanksgiving dinner with your families, but not only reminds you, you start to feel what you used to feel. And so what happens is through a neurological cascade through the olfactory system, triggering the limbic system of your brain, where your mood, your memory, your emotions are, it controls autonomic function, your heart rate, your breathing rate, literally smelling Turkey can bring you back to being a five-year-old feeling like it, remembering, experiencing just that, just that moment. And then the hormones and the neurotransmitters start to produce because of the, because of the memory but the memory was stimulated by the smell that has profound parameters. And, and our sense of smell was, and is the first sense that's developed. It's, it's part of our primal brain. And so when you smell something like our ancestors did, it should be for protection. It should let you know, this is good. This isn't good. Just like all the other senses That's what they're there for, for ultimately our protection, how to know if a food like a food item is going to poison you or going to help you or get, you know, just think about how important the fact that we have smoke detectors in our home is a pretty clear sign that we as a society have all but forgotten mm -hmm. and dampened our sense of smell. Mm -hmm. Just think about that. Now I'm not saying not to have a smoke detector, but you shouldn't need one. Now, again, in, you know, you should not need one. Now there are, again, undetectable smells. I get it. That could be noxious. That's a different story. But if you can't smell smoke and if your sense of smell has been so dampened that you can walk into a big box store like Walmart and Target and shop in the cleaning aisle and not get something negative happen to you, that's not a good sign. Mm. Like you should be so sensitive to these toxic chemicals like I am and others that live this life. I literally have to hold my breath to walk down that aisle or walk past it 
A, I don't buy anything in that aisle, but if I had to go through the aisle to get whatever I want past it, the chemicals are so dangerous. It creates like this immediate sense of angst, anxiety in me, stomach ache or headache. Like if I'm stuck in an arts and crafts store, God help me. And a so trick, by the way, the best yeah. way to, to uh, get aromatherapy and get essential oil benefits is through, sm- through smell. It's not the best. It's the quickest. It's the quickest. To hit and you, and right? let me, so if someone, someone is having it's a quickest. at night, then you do that to smell, to hit the brain the fastest. And just like a coke, I mean, hate to say it, but that's why cocaine addicts snort cocaine instead of injecting it. If you right. want the quickest way of, of impacting your body and brain, it's through smelling. Could because the sense of smell does not have a, th- a thalamic relay. So when you when you stub your finger, or I'm sorry, you stub your toe against the wall, or you accidentally slice your finger when you're cutting potatoes, there's that split second between injury to impulse through the brain, through the thalamus to saying, oops, ouch. And you're like, feel pain. There is no relay center. When you inhale something, it's the only sensory system in the body that goes directly to the brain. It's in it's immediate. And so if you want the most immediate interaction, but if you want a truly systemic and therapeutic response to your body, like to help with, you know, again, when you're looking at fighting infection, And if you're trying to fight like a fungal infection or bacterial infection or viral infection, you'll need to ingest and in a capsule form, just like you would a medicine, but essential oils, they're transdermal. So just like your trans, you know, your, your, your transdermal patch that you might have for a dick, you know, nicotine or for pain, you can apply them topically. So to say the word best, it's like, what are you trying to do? And if you're trying to improve your mood, which, you know, think about your brain, well, you would want to inhale. If you're trying to help with a targeted joint issue, like arthritis, I talk about that in the book. Well, you want a topical salve, topical use of essential oils. If you're trying to, you know, again, going to a viral infection, you want to ingest them. So just like you would use different medicines for different things, it's what's most effective and apropos for what you're doing. But the discussion is you can't please leave this discussion with this. What you inhale all day long, every day is making a huge impact on your overall health. What you smell all day, every day is, is either helping you or it's hurting you. It's not benign. So please have an air purifier in your home, get one. It's absolutely necessary. Even the EPA recommends it saying that the air inside of our house is three to five. This is the EPA three to five times more polluted than the air outside. Just, just chew on that. That's the environmental protection agency saying you got to have air purifier and you got to get outside more. So that's step one. Step two is to look at, okay, what am I trying to do? So health, mental health, emotional health, I'm inhaling essential oils for that topical pain, maybe whatever bruises, um, other things that might be, you know, organ related, I would do topical. Um, if I'm trying to deal with something systemic completely more of a holistic, you know, like metastatic cancer, or if I'm looking at something, again, we, we, we talked about even fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, I would be ingesting the essential oil. Again, all depends on what you're trying to manage.
Wow. Well, thank you. And really, I mean, we're running out of time here and we could, I could spend hours talking to you about essential oils. So where do you, uh, where can our listeners find you online and find your book to really learn more about this, uh, their therapies here? Well, for, thanks doc for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's the wonderful world of essential oils and aromatherapy. And once people like I hope people get it. I hope people get the fact that they have a lot more control over their environment and over their health and what they may think. And so if you want to learn more about how my wife and I live and how we detoxed our, our home and body and garden products, then go to naturallivingfamily.com, our website. We have hundreds of recipes and articles free. It's our gift to the world. And if you want to dive deeper, I invite you to pick up the book, The Essential Oils Apothecary. It's available everywhere books are sold. And we actually created a little gift for everyone. My wife and I filmed roughly about six hours worth of masterclass videos on how to make a lot of the recipes. And you have charts and PDFs straight from the book, recipe cards and things. Go to eoapothecary.com, pick up a book, sign up for the bonuses. It's our gift to you, eoapothecary.com. Well, Dr. Zielinski, thank you for that gift for our listeners here. And again, thank you for your time. And so we're here at the Dr. Lamb Show and we're here to empower you to take control of your health. So thank you for listening and we look forward to uh, talking to you in the future as well. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.